Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, how you doing, everybody? Casey Ryan here again for uh, a special bonus episode of The Cutting Room Floor. So this is a little podcast that I started to showcase uh, indie entertainers and creative types from all walks and all levels. Uh, I like to say, if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell, then I want to hear from you. So the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. You can ask anybody that knows me. I'm on there all the time. Uh, my Twitter handle is at CuttingRoomMRB, or you can like me on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash CuttingRoomMRB. Uh, I also have a blog. I haven't written anything in a while, but over the course of the next couple of weeks, I will be doing another, what we call a Casey crossover with uh, my uh, my friend and colleague, uh, Casey Sheridan there, the uh, the author. Always look forward to uh, working with her, and she's always a lot of fun, so uh, check that out. In my That's CuttingRoomFloorPodcast.blogspot.com. That one's a mouthful. Uh, so, uh, quick thank you, as I always do, to uh, The Wolf, who acts as my announcer. You can listen to him and his dear wife, Susan, uh, every Friday night for their comedy show, uh, Live from the Morgue. I always enjoy my eight chances to gatecrash that show, uh, and that's on every Friday night from 8 o'clock until midnight. Uh, also to Michael Cordello, who uh, wrote my little jingle there for me, Forget Gratis and For Nothing, and I always make sure that I give uh, Michael full credit for having done that. Um, one other thank you uh, for today, actually, is to uh, you know zero in on the efforts of somebody who's uh, you know been a big help to undoubtedly to uh, to my colleagues on the phone here today, uh, Leah Savoli, who has been a huge friend of this show, set me up on countless interviews, and I, I can't thank her enough for all the support and and, uh, and confidence that she's had in me over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, so no pressure, Leah. So uh, without uh, further ado, uh, today I've got a panel discussion for you, and the uh, the subject is going to be a horror sci-fi type film called the uh, the Gospel According to Stevenson. This is kind of a curious title. And with me on the uh, line today, I've got Joe Schuerman, who is the writer director. I've got uh, uh, Jason uh, Cavello, who plays Officer Sam Bowden, hey, uh, hey. and I've got Charles Gilbert, who plays uh, Drop of the Clown. Uh, from, hey, how's everybody good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you are. All right, so I get all that right, guys. Yep, I th- yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, close yeah. enough. What did I get wrong there? You know, the way my little Italian grandma would say my last name is Coviello. Coviello. Okay, all right. And then somewhere my dear Italian godfather is rolling his eyes at me. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, so, all right. I, I guess we can sort of jump right into this. I, I, you know, John, I'll put the first question to you. Uh, you know, being the writer and director on this, but but uh, mm-hmm. this is kind of a curious title that you've got here, right? Uh, yeah, I think it, it is a curious title. I mean, the the film itself, like you said, is kind of a sci-fi horror thing. It's it's a vampire movie, but it's uh, also kind of got this satire of religious cults in there. I've been doing a lot of reading on Scientology and some of that kind of stuff about how people just kind of can create these kind of religious cults out of nowhere. And I thought how vampirism would be an interesting kind of stand in for that. So we have this vampire character named Stevenson who 
wakes up after a few hundred years, finds himself right in the middle of this pop culture explosion of things like Twilight and True Blood and all that. He learns about our culture by watching old vampire movies and, and capitalizes on that uh, to start his own religion based upon the fact that he can offer anybody eternal life, that it doesn't require any faith or following any commandments. He can just kind of uh, offer all the things that a lot of people try to offer, only he, he claims that he can guarantee it you know, because he's a vampire and supposedly they're immortal. So that's the idea of the gospel, according to Stevenson. That's his message. So he's basically becoming, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, you know, sort of an evangelist from the. Yeah, I, I think I used the term in one of some of our advertising copies, vampire evangelist. There's a scene in our in our proof of concept trailer where there's literally <laughs> proselytizers going door to door spreading this message, you know, this message of eternal life guaranteed. And and the Stevenson character is this kind of super smart, super clever individual who kind of observes people and society in general to figure out what their weaknesses are and preys on people's vulnerabilities. And, uh, you know, just kind of like you see with some of these uh, preachers on TV taking advantage of people who are desperate. Um, Stevenson is kind of along the same lines, um, looking for people's weaknesses and how to exploit them. Now, now I have uh, two of your, your actors on the phone with me today, too, which was actually kind of fun. So, uh, now, Jason, I guess I'll toggle over to you first. What can you tell us about the, uh, about the part that you play, and how are you on, brought on board for this? Cool. So, Officer Sam Bowden is my character. And, uh, you know, I, I got to audition like everyone else. And, uh, and then I, you know, after the auditions, I, I called John up continuously and gave him money saying, better, please, please give me the role. <laughs> and I, I think after my bribery finally worked, then I got to understand the character. Yeah, I don't remember the money part, but go ahead. <laughs> so i mean is this a, a, a featured character I, I i guess what's the level of your involvement are you you know kind of investigating a fraud aspect of it or i, I guess what are your uh, what's your subplot yeah so um yeah, I'm, I'm one of the leads one of the main leads and uh yeah i, I love i love the character of sam Bowden, and, and i have a good identification with him uh, you know, he, he comes from New York. I come from New York and he's dropped into the small town, Colorado, and everything seems backwards. And he's 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 brought into the situation where people are believing in a real life vampire. And he's kind of like, like, come on, really, like a, a, like a real life vampire. Give me a break here, people. You're like, well, you know, are you really that backwoods that you believe this is a vampire? And so he he's a skeptic. He can't believe that this is actually the case. And, um, you know, he's consistently being challenged by, I think, his own inner demons of insecurity and, and wanting to prove himself to not only his wife, but to the police chief. And he's just kind of confronted and challenged by so many things that are happening in this script that it just, John has written a really wonderful and complex character here with, with Sam. So I'm, I'm so honored to play it. Now, and uh, Charles, I'll uh, toggle over to you for for a bit. What can you tell us about? Uh, I mean, I was chuckling at this drop of the clown. <laughs> yeah, so, so interesting story. Uh, you always want to listen to your agents, right? I was going to audition for another character, and they told me, "No, you need to really audition for Droppo. And I'm like, "All right." So I did, and I probably spent. Because I read the entire script and I was like, I really love this character. Um, and I basically spent like an entire day like writing things down, trying out different voices. 
uh, coming up with my backstory. And I went in to audition. And when I auditioned with Brian, when we were doing the video auditions, you and everybody that knows Brian, when you get compliments from him, they're, they're true compliments. And he goes, that's amazing. And I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. So I got the call back and we came back in and I met with John and John goes, the way that you played this character, we didn't even, you made us laugh and it was exact opposite of what we were even imagining for this character. But you brought this character to such life by the way that you portrayed him that that's ended up how I ended up getting the role. Um, which is really cool because I have such a backstory that now we're working on trying to create a drop a web series that's going to go along with the project. Oh, yeah, really? If, if I can offer, offer something? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to offer just kind of how these these two guys kind of fit into the the whole story. Um, Stevenson himself starts recruiting people okay, the old-fashioned vampire way by simply attacking them. John, John, and that's how the police get involved. There's some crimes that they're investigating, and that's where Jason's character comes in, Sam Bowden. He starts seeing these odd goings-on in this, this town, and he's the one who kind of, uh, kind of figures out what's truly happening, though people are reading all kinds of interpretation of what's happening. And the, and the Droppo character, too, He's just, it's not supposed to be a scary clown. Droppo is kind of this uh, down on his luck, uh, child's entertainer clown who's out driving one night, chugging a bottle of Jack, Jack Daniels and almost runs Stevenson over and gets recruited the old fashioned vampire way. And so Chuck just brought this kind of amazing kind of comic, bizarre energy to the thing that we loved. And of course, Jason really got the whole New York cop transplanted to a, a small town and he's just trying to get to the bottom of all these what appear to be supernatural events that aren't truly supernatural, but they appear to be. So I'm trying to put some uh, perspective on where their characters kind of fall into everything. So so let's take a quick minute then. I, I know that we were trying to get Matt on here, who who plays the title character of Stevenson. And um, I, I guess, John, you know, what can you tell us about, you know, how you came into contact with Matt? Well, Matt's an interesting... Um, was an interesting choice because he actually auditioned for another role and it was uh my wife and jason i have to thank both jason said you might want to take a look at matt for stevenson because i originally had stevenson kind of envisioned as this guy in his 40s maybe 50s a little bit older and uh but i wanted somebody the whole idea was this was a british vampire the idea is there's these beings that are being called vampires that are being wiped out in england or in europe and he's the last one left. He has himself shipped to the United States. He hibernates for 100 years, waits for the right time to be woken up. And so I wanted somebody who could do this British, you know, kind of superior, smug, British kind of attitude. And I had a lot of actors come in who just played it really super serious and Shakespearean. And it's like, no, this guy's going to be having a sense of fun. He's, he just loves toying with people. He's loving learning about our technology. He's loving learning about our society through these movies and things like that. And that's what Matt brought. Uh, Jason suggested we bring him back. My wife was saying the same thing. And Matt came down to my house um, as a separate thing and just nailed it. And then just a couple of little directing sessions, uh, just kind of on intonation and delivery. And once he 
got into the character. I was, I was I hardly had to do anything other than stand back and watch him. And I think you can see that in the proof of concept trailer. I mean, he just has this superior, smug, kind of mischievous attitude that I wanted for the character. Uh, if you could just give is me that one different quick, than how Matt actually is, though. If if you can just give me one quick second, guys. <laughs> I think I'm gonna try to take another run at the hill and getting Matt in here. So if you nice. just bear with me just for one second, I'm gonna see if I can get him into this. That didn't work. All right. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay, sorry, we're yeah, having technical not, difficulties. See, Stevens is not really supernatural. See, that's... <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to get him... Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, Matt just made contact with me. I'm trying to get him into this group call here, but, yeah, it's not letting me do it. So, uh, Matt, I, I can tell you, if you're listening, believe me, we're going to get you on here sooner or later at some point. But uh, if it's not on this episode, then certainly on another one, I'll be happy to have you on. Okay. Um, and the, the other, Hey, hey Casey, yeah. one quick thought. Do you think it's because there's too many of us? Like if I check out at some point, do you think it might be easier for him to come in? I think maybe it might. Yeah. I, uh, you know, this, uh, with, with Skype, I, I, about three or four is the most that I've ever had on here, but sometimes when you try to jump in a little bit later, it, it's not as easy, but I mean, uh, you mentioned that your battery's running low on your phone too, right? Right, right. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. If I have to cut out here soon, maybe we can get him in there. Okay, well, I, I tell you what, Jason, if you're willing to do that, then, then uh, certainly it was a lot of fun talking to you and, and, uh, and hearing about your character. Uh, I just want to make sure, though, that before you bow out, that, that you have an opportunity to plug any of your own personal websites or any other side projects that you want to make mention of. I appreciate that, man. You know, and at, at this time right now, I'm just I'm thrilled to be working on this project. You know, I'm always, always working on um, fun, creative projects. You can find more about me at jasoncoviello.com. Um, but yeah, that's it. This is, uh, going to be a fantastic group of people to work with. And uh, I think you should definitely have an opportunity to hear from Matt so that, uh, you know, you can realize that he's nowhere near as intelligent as his Stevenson character. Um, <laughs> well, one way or the other, we're going to get him and Jessica on here. That's for sure. If it's not, if it's not today, then we'll, we'll do it another time. But, but Jason, thanks a lot. Okay. And, uh, you know, ha have a great afternoon. If you ever want to come back, let me know and we'll, we'll figure out a way to make it work. All right. Thanks. And uh, I'm kidding, Matt. I love you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take care, gang. Thanks, John. All right. Thanks, Jason. Bye. All right. So let's try this again here and I'll see if I can. No, that's not working. Okay. All right. So. I'm still on and I'm gone. Okay. All right. Thanks. And let me just see if I can get Matt in here. No, that's not cooperating. Okay. Um, okay, so I guess we can, you know, sort of switch gears a little bit, guys, and we can talk a little bit more about the uh, the business type angle. And uh, I, I know that you recently started a uh, a crowdfunding campaign on on Seed and Spark, right? Yeah, that's true. It's um, Seed and Spark. You can go on log into Seed and Spark, and we're on their featured projects pages, the Gospel According to Stevenson. But we've also set up a direct link. Uh, called it's just supportstevensonmovie.com, and this is important. Since Stevenson is a British vampire, it's this British spelling of Stevenson, so it's got a PH. So it's support Stevenson, S T E P H E N S O N, movie.com. So it's support Stevenson, movie.com. Just remember that instead of a V, that it's a PH uh, and as the V sound in Stevenson. So yeah, we have that going right now. We're about a third to our uh, uh, way to the goal. Uh, things are starting to heat up. We're releasing videos. We shot the proof of concept trailer. You can see that on YouTube and also on the supportstevensonmovie.com site. So we already shot 
uh, three individual scenes uh, plus a proof of concept. It, basically, what we did was we we shot this thing that's essentially like a um, infomercial, like Stevenson pitching this idea of how his uh, his religion works, how his whole idea of how we can recruit people, and he all, we also play on the whole Twilight thing where he's recruiting these uh, young. Uh, tween teenagers, I guess is the term, um, based upon, you know, this whole attractive vampire uh, teen romance thing like Twilight and all. So it's kind of a pop culture satire. And like I said, it's also got this science versus religion, science versus superstition kind of uh, subtext and uh, theme to it as well. But most of all, I think it's just a fun, straightforward, entertaining, you know, film. Now, yeah. uh, I'll... I'll, I'll... You know, throw this out to both of you. I, you know, are either of you have any particular favorite vampire theme projects? You know, the, the stuff mm -hmm. that you even hadn't necessarily worked on. But, you know, what are some of your, you know, your more favorite vampire projects? Chuck, you want to take that? I think you're more up on the genre than me, actually. Um, I really like. I am, and vampires always crack me up because you know. Depending on what you want, the rules are completely different. <laughs> so, but I have to say that uh, my favorites are always going to be like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. And I mean, that's when they really started becoming popular again. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, one could argue that it goes in waves too, right? That, that I mean, there was a rash of them in the in the '70s with people like Christopher Lee and 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 that kind of thing, and then they go away and come back, just you know, along the same lines of what zombies do, right? Or for that matter, any other kind of you know monster like that. Right. Yeah, well, if I if I can kind of speak to that a little bit, yeah, I mean, because the vampire thing is kind of done to death, and that's part of the point of the movie. I mean, every there's all kinds of vampire projects out there, and it's been popular going way back to you know the first silent movies horror movies ever made was Nosferatu. So it's not like the, the genre hasn't been around forever. Um, so we're trying to find a way to tell a vampire story in a new way. And so we have kind of the scream kind of element where it's a vampire movie about vampire movies. So we have this vampire character played by Stevenson who learns about our culture by kind of absorbing all this pop culture vampire stuff and then figuring how he can utilize that to his benefit. Um, and to me, if I can kind of throw this out there, I, I often use the, the kind of the Star Trek analogy it's the, the vampire genre to me personally is is one that I'm not really in love with. I like it. It's interesting. A good film is a good film. I don't care what the genre is. Um, but to me, it was more a matter of here's something that you can kind of use as the, the bedrock to have some kind of hopefully smart social satire and and smart satire on this whole religious cult building thing. Um, one of the things that have always fascinated me is this how people have all kinds of different ideologies and belief systems and everybody else thinks everybody else's ideology and belief system is ridiculous. Like, how can you believe that? How can you think that that's true? No matter whether it's religion or whether it's politics or something else. And here comes this other character, the Stevenson character comes along taking advantage of this whole vampire thing to kind of do the same thing. But how is what he's professing this whole idea that, Hey, I'm a vampire. I live forever. Follow me. How is that any more ridiculous than some of the other claims that are made? And, and, um, so again, I'm tr we're trying to be thoughtful, but again, not be pretentious. It's it's all kind of just subtext. And the reason I brought up Star Trek is that Star Trek was about aliens and spaceships and space battles, but there was always some kind of subtext about politics or sexism or racism or something like that. But it was it was there. It was part of the entertainment, and it was there for people looking for it. 
So hopefully we're, you know, we're telling kind of an interesting story that's fun and we have all this great character conflict, but there's some, you know, maybe just a little bit of uh, intellectual subtext below the whole thing that's some commentary on some of those things I just hit. And that's where the vampire thing kind of uh, jumped out to me. It's like, okay, well, there's a perfect kind of stand-in, you know, this whole immortality idea that vampires live together. But how do we really know that's true, you know? Stevenson's a few hundred years old, and he seems to be really smart, and he heals very quickly. But how do we really know he lives forever? Well, do we no, really yeah, I mean, you, you, you touch on an interesting point, though, that, that with, you know, with Star Trek, you know, fine, it was a sci-fi series, and I don't pretend to be a fan of that either. But I, you know, because so many of my friends and my my wife are huge fans of it, I, I've absorbed a lot of it by osmosis, kind of thing. But. But, I mean, there was a lot of commentary there about, you know, multiculturalism and, you know, multiracism and, you know, different people, you know, different backgrounds getting along when it wasn't necessarily cool to talk about that kind of stuff, right? Casey? Yes? I hate to interrupt you, but I think I got Matt on. You do. I'm All right. Matt is hey. here. Fantastic, All right. Matt. So great. Okay. Just awesome. like Stevenson, I was telling uh, Charles that I think I have issues with acclimating to technology as well. <laughs> <laughs> if you so. can't laugh at it, man, I, I've had dogs barking and ambulances go by, and I, you know, my neighbor starting his lawnmower. I, I've seen a lot of different things. So anyway, <laughs> brilliant. Okay. Uh, also joining us, uh, sort of in the uh, in, in the uh, second act of the show, uh, Matt Block is here, who is the uh, the actor, by the way. If you're just tuning in now, is the uh, has the titular role of uh, Stevenson in the Gospel According to Stevenson, the film project that we're talking today. So, uh, Matt, I, I guess I'll jump right in and talk to you. I, how did you come across this role in the first place? Uh, you know, how was it brought to your attention? Um, so my agency actually brought the role to my attention, and uh, I was not up for Stevenson. I was up for a different character um, called Tony, uh, who's kind of uh, smart and good look, or I mean dumb and good looking, rather. Um, and uh, I think I didn't do the dumb well enough, at least that's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> Uh, so then I was finally looked at for Stevenson with the recommendation of, of Jason and, uh, with Margot Sherman as well. And, and how did you go about preparing for this? Uh, you know, in, in, in terms of the, the role, I, I guess, did you watch a lot of vampire movies yourself? Like, like Stevenson would have, or, uh, I, you know, what did you do to get into this mindset? Um, I would say that I always kind of watched vampire movies, uh, long before Stevenson ever was brought to light. Uh, toward me um, and so I think that played a massive influence but how I prepared for Stevenson itself is just um, really a sense of play and manipulation uh, one fun thing I did I literally set up uh, Legos and kind of <laughs> uh, I kind of used Stevenson as uh, just a master manipulator and me being the controller who, of this pawn who was then controlling other pawns um, couldn't, kind of was to kind of a kid like time. Now, yeah. I mean, did you did you have any uh, issues with the uh, the characters British, right? Did, did you yeah. put on a British accent, or did you have any issues with that? Yeah, I did. You um, did, eh? okay. which uh, was really easy for me. I've lived on and off in the UK. Um, that's actually got where I got my masters, and so when I came back to the states, I had an actually British accent. Actually, and when I was interviewing with agencies, they were. They were like, you have to be able to do an American accent. I'm like, of course I can. I was born in Colorado. Like, what's the problem? So, 
It's just a natural second tongue for me. Yeah, sort of, when I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, slipping in and out of it. Like, uh, yeah, I, I certainly know what that's like too. I, uh... Yeah, I, Matt <laughs> does that when we're on the set. He'll just slip in, even when we're just sitting down and having lunch or something. He slips in and out of the accent. I just kind of wanted to mention too, and I wanted to say this when, and I don't want to take anything away from Matt at all. Just real quick, I want to get this in there because Jason had to leave early on. <clears throat> we just cast Tony Todd as. The other, well, he's not really the heavy, but he's a definitely a, um, a, a another element that Jason, as the cop, has to come up against. And Tony Todd's going to have some great scenes with Matt and with Jason, but Tony's going to be playing the character of Chief Dobson, who believes that Stevenson is supernatural. And so we have this conflict where Jason's playing this cop who's saying, wait a second, it looks to be some kind of disease that's being passed around. Matt's going all this thing. Tony plays this role of Chief Dobson, who's like, no, this is supernatural. And he's trying to fight these vampires with the crosses and holy water. And Sam is trying to fight that. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there because I wanted to mention that when Jason was on, but Jason left. So I'm glad to have Matt on. I just want to get that out of the way so we can get back to Matt. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, you know, now, the other thing, too, guys, is that I'll, I'll, I'll toss this out there, but uh, I read a lot of graphic novels myself, and, and when I was looking over some of the uh, the promotional material that you had up there, uh, to me, this this kind of screamed graphic novel. I mean, w would you ever consider going that route at some point? Uh, I'm sure. If I can find somebody who wants to do the art for it, I can't draw. You know, you should see my storyboards. But uh, if there's somebody else can draw it, uh, to me... I think it, you know, lends itself absolutely to the visual. Yeah. I definitely know we're all game if anybody wants to turn it into a TV show. We're all game for doing a series. Well, I mean, absolutely. that's good that it, all of you, uh, Matt, would you say the same thing? I absolutely would. So I, and this, was this really the first time that all of you guys have worked together before? Or had you had exposure to the other's work at, at any point in your careers? Matt and I have worked together previously on a short film, um, but that was it for for me. And I know Jason from past uh, auditions and stuff, but we've never worked together. Yeah, if I, as far as, as as I go, this is the first time I worked with Chuck and Matt and Jessica. And I'm, I'm really sad Jessica is not on right now. Um, uh, but uh, I knew Jason slightly because he was just in my brother's film, The Creep Behind the Camera, which just got a pretty wide release. Uh, it's my brother Pete Sherman's film. I did the music and the sound for it. And in, in return, Pete uh, helped me put some of this cast and crew together. And Jason was one of the people that, that uh, Pete pointed me towards. And then, like I said, Matt just blew us away in the audition, just like Chuck. And Jessica has this great chemistry with, with Jason. I don't want to, you know, leave her out, even though she's not actually on the call. I just want to point out how what a great chemistry she has. And she's a, a beautiful woman. And there's this great chemistry between him and uh, her and Sam. Uh, or Jason is Sam. So uh, it's the first time I worked with most of these people, but I didn't know Jason previously. Uh, we unfortunately have to wrap this up, guys, but I want to make sure we get in a good solid plug um, for the for the Seed and Spark campaign, uh, first of all, because, you know, that, that really is the hot button where you're trying to raise this money. But um, And I'll also go around the table uh, with each of you to plug any individual websites that you have. You want people to take a look at your other work. So... Uh, uh, I guess Matt, since you were the uh, the last one on, I'll start with you. Um, where can oh, people no. where can people go to uh, to check out more of your stuff? Um, my website is uh, www.mattl as in Lewis Block dot slash Matt Block Actor. 
I know it's long. I'm sorry. Okay. No, but we've got it. We've we've got it on there. And are you on Twitter or Facebook at all, or anything like that? I am. You Twitter are? and Facebook both. Just search Matt Block. Matt Block. Okay, great. Yep. And uh, Charles, how about yourself? Um, for me, you can get all my information at www.charlesjgilbert.com. The J is important because there's other Charles Gilberts out there in the acting world. Um, <laughs> Facebook's Charles J Gilbert. Twitter's Charles J Gilbert. And then. If people really like seeing Matt and I work together, uh, I have a sitcom called Snapshot that I'm currently shopping around that uh, looks like Matt and I are going to try and play two of the leads. So if they like seeing us work together, uh, definitely hit us up about the sitcom. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and John, how about yourself? Well, I'm just going to, I have a few things. I'm a film composer and I do sound design and all that, but I'm, no, right now this is this is my dream project. So I'm just going to plug the movie itself again. Uh, again, we just we just signed on Tony Todd. Uh, he just got signed on the Flash, and so uh, for the villain for the second season. So that's kind of a little bit of a coup for us. So that's kind of nice. Uh, then we have uh, the website is supportstevensonmovie.com. That's if anybody can do that, come check out the proof of concept trailer. We have scenes from that on supportstevensonmovie.com and again don't forget the Stevenson's with the P-H-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-O-N so www.supportstevensonmovie.com we've got cool perks on there uh, all kinds of stuff ranging anywhere from five dollars on up to thousands of dollars and you can check out the quality of the performances and our production values I think the trailer kind of speaks for itself in terms of the kind of quality of work we could do here so I would just ask people to, to visit visit all of us at www.supportstevensonmovie.com with a PH at the Stevenson. Hopefully that's clear. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll make that abundantly clear myself when I'm promoting you guys. So, um, I'll also give a quick uh, last thank you to another one of your contemporaries, Leah Savoli, who, who um, I'm gathering is doing some really good work for you too, right? Leah is, uh, is fantastic, and I didn't know it was Brent Savoli. <laughs> Okay. I've been calling Cavalli, so I, I, I'm corrected on that one. So, no, Leah's been tremendous. She's been, you know, kicking us all in the behind, making sure we get stuff done. And so that is something we absolutely need. We all need to be kicked in behind every once in a while. And she does it in a great way that keeps us motivated and lets us know what we need to get done. Well, guys, what can I tell you? This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm glad we can make this work. And, and again, please extend my apologies to Jessica. And if she ever wants to come on the show, I'd be proud to have her on here, too. All right? Yeah, we love to do a follow-up. Thank you, Casey. All right. Great. So, All right. Thanks a lot, Casey. Okay, so on behalf of my guest today, uh, Jason Coviello, I'm not going to get that wrong twice, uh, <laughs> Matt Block, who just recently joined us, Charles Gilbert, and John Sherman, uh, with a quick thank you again to Lisa Savoli. They've been on the cutting room floor today for this bonus episode. Uh, I'm going to be back again. I've got some more great guests lined up, and I'm also going to be doing another uh, crossover with Eden Detmeyer over at Combat Radios that I'm really looking forward to, so it's going to be a lot of fun to kick off October. Uh, until then, uh, on behalf of all my guests today, Melissa Casey, Ryan on the cutting room floor, be good. Cut, print, wrap, and I am done. That was another edition of The Cutting Room Floor with your host, Casey Ryan. Follow Casey on Twitter at Cutting Room MRB and on Facebook, The Cutting Room Floor. Um.